Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. So I took some notes because you guys, I decided I was going to do something for you so you don't have to do it yourself. Um, Disney Plus in the last, I think, month has finally put on two films from my childhood, y'all. My childhood back in the like early 90s, mid 90s, um, they put on the Ewok Adventure. I think it's Ewok uh, Caravan of Courage and then the Ewok uh, um, something for Endor. I think I had the name for it, whatever it was, like Battle for Endor or some junk like that. And then there's like the cartoon. So I did not watch the cartoon yet. I don't plan on watching it right now. Um, I, I could, who knows, uh, knock it out in the next couple of days. There's only two seasons. And so I might watch that and then I'll talk about it on here. Um, but I wanted to talk about the two movies because you guys... So growing up, I probably saw this movie when I was like four or five on the Disney Channel. And then I saw it again, I think probably about seven or eight again on the Disney Channel because I have memories of these two films, particularly the first film, because I remember there being so, okay, growing up, I thought they were two boys. I thought there was an older boy and then the little blonde little boy. I thought it was a boy um, because again, my memory of these films were shot because I was just kind of like, what am I watching on Disney Channel um, at the time? And so I remember these films because I remember those two little kids like for sure. Um, but I went back and watched them and it turns out it's a little girl, not a little boy, uh, but the younger one. So these two films are about these kids named uh, Mace, yes, Mace, and Sindel. I think that's her name, Sindel or Sindel, however they say her name. Um, and they're two parents and they have crash landed on Endor um, on their star cruiser. So that's kind of what, what ends up happening in these two movies. Now, um, I'm going to get into just what I thought about the films. I wrote down a lot of notes because there was a lot of problems that I had with these films. So, okay, so the first film, which is Caravan of Courage, is about, uh, by the way, these films take place allegedly between the events of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. That's when these films allegedly take place. Um, and I feel like these were just basically like little cash grab movies. Obviously, they were they were little cash grab films to like... Um, kind of sport off the Ewoks and kind of make money off of their quote-unquote cuteness. I personally do not find the Ewoks that cute. And after watching this movie, those two movies, I definitely do not find them cute. Now, the first, uh, the cartoon I've seen little bits and pieces of, okay, they're cute in cartoon form because they like actually attempted to make them cute. But, and I think when I was a kid, when I first saw uh, Return of the Jedi, I did think that they were kind of cute little bear-like looking characters. But watching these two films back to back, I was like, these are not, these are just, like, they're kind of creepy. Like, uh, Wicket, who is the main character, who I believe is played by Warwick Davis, who, by the way, you guys don't know, Warwick Davis is a freaking legend. He is a legend. Like, literally, no, he's a legend. Like, he's been in so many films. His first, I guess his first big movie was actually Star Wars Return of the Jedi, which is crazy because, like, he he's Leprechaun. If you guys don't know the, the horror movie series Leprechaun, where he's like, what's up, Ninja? Dude, whenever he said when he said that, that killed me. Leprechaun movies, all six of them or seven of them. Girl, there's a there's a leprechaun in space. Like I knew Leprechaun in the Hood and Back to the Hood, which by the way, those films are like 
problematic but also iconic at the same time um those two particular films of the because the leprechaun movies are just garbage but whatever um but he played in those he was uh, in harry potter which i knew he obviously was a star of willow in fact willow is one of the like one of the films you get to see what he actually looks like i guess um without like all this makeup and prosthetics on pretty much he was also in the Pinocchio films, like two of the Pinocchio films, which I love. I grew up loving those films. He plays, uh, I think, Jiminy Cricket in both of those movies. I know in the second one, for sure, we get to see what he looks like um, in that film. And I grew up with those movies, too. He's just, he's been in so many things, um, so many awesome things um, throughout my childhood and probably throughout your childhood or your adulthood, however old you are listening to this. And so I just want to say really quickly, uh, Warwick Davis, you are an absolute legend you are amazing like Samuel Jackson all these other guys are amazing legends to you I love their body of work but we don't really talk about Warwick Davis and also being a a little person as well and being able to you know basically break barriers you know what I mean like being in all of these major things there's another person as well who's also a, a little person there's a few um you know people who are are little people who have made a lot of like breakthroughs and that's amazing that's awesome I, I want to see more uh female little people be able to do that as well I know there's like a show called Little Women LA or whatever on Lifetime and those ladies I've seen a few of those seasons those ladies are, are, are also breaking barriers I want to see them in more things as well and not just playing little people roles but playing just you know everyday people roles I think they do you know they should and I think it's awesome that he Warwick is one of these people who's been able to play these amazing characters you know like I just I I love it um and I think he's such a good actor so anyway he is Wicked in these movies um and I believe Wicked is also in the like actual Star Wars films because these films are technically not canon but then they kind of are I know there's a lot of fans who are pushing for them to be canon um which is funny because a lot of people do not like these movies. They despise them almost as much, if not even more, than the Christmas special, which, yes, I've seen that too. I grew up on that as well. So there's been a lot of, like, Star Wars movies that are just, and specials that are just like, okay, what's going on? Anyway, so we're going to talk about Caravan of Courage, and then I'll get into the other, because I want to talk about them both now. Um, so we start off Caravan of uh, Courage. By the way, these are made-for-TV films. Um, I don't believe that they had a theatrical release. I looked certain things up. I couldn't find the information on that. But I know that they were made-for-TV movies. So you're going to get a made-for-TV in the 80s budget, okay? Um, Caravan of Courage was filmed on the Skywalker Ranch in 1984. Well, the film came out in 1984. So you're going to get a made-for-TV budget. I can't stress that enough because I don't want you to go into watching these films and go, oh my god, Star Wars movies I didn't even know about? What? Because I know there's a lot of people who don't know about the films. Um, I don't, or, or it's been a long time since you've seen them because they're very obscure. I don't want you going into watching these movies or re-watching these films if you have a memory like mine, which is like shot, um, and thinking you're going to get high budget, great quality acting and, and, and cinematography and special effects. You're not getting that. You are not, great story. You're not getting that. Like, granted, look, you're not, no one's winning an Oscar for Star Wars when it comes to the acting, right? Nobody's doing that. The actors, like, I mean, are they good actors? Are, is Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and, and Harrison Ford, are they good actors? Yeah, they are good actors. Um, B.D. Williams, yeah, they are good actors. You know, Samuel Jackson, yes. Um, 
uh, Liam Nielsen, Natalie Portman, Ian Ewan McGuire, whatever his name is. Yes, good actors, right? But <laughs> Star Wars, no. Like, no, no. Star Wars is, is riddled with things that are just like, what? Like Anakin hating sand and sand gets everywhere or whatever. Like, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole series is, is riddled with bad acting and bad writing and just bad, bad. Um, but this... <laughs> this is uh-huh this is this is yeah this is on par with the christmas special bad no but it is it, it's bad um so we're introduced to sindel who's this cute little wannabe uh, i shouldn't say wannabe but like drew barrymore drew barrymore was the inspiration this is very this movie is very et that's what it is um there's another movie that came out in the 80s too i think about this like alien and mcdonald's it was like a mcdonald's movie whatever i'll get into that one another time but that's what the that's what this movie is it's banking off these films i don't know what came out first et i'm assuming it was et but um et this the other like that's what this is it's a cash grab to be like those movies but on a on a much worse level like well the mcdonald's film is just as bad as this they're kind of equally bad but it definitely banks off of those trying to be like those kind of films to the point where they cast the little girl who looks somewhat like Drew Barrymore. She's a very Drew Barrymore child. Um, so we have Cindy, who's really, really little, and she starts off the film kind of sick. Obviously, her parents have crash landed on this planet, Andor. And then we get her brother, um, Mace. Mace, I forgot their last name, Tawny or whatever it is. Um, interesting name. There's so much to unpack about the character of Mace. And I'm going to get into this because I have a problem. Like, not with Mace himself, no. Um, I have a problem with what they did to his character because I just don't understand. It it really boils my blood, actually. Because as a kid, I actually remember liking his character a lot. Like, I've only seen the movie, like, twice, but I remember really liking Mace. He's a character that actually stuck with me for quite some time. Um, And I remember, like I said, when I first initially saw the movie, I liked his character. But anyway, so we get the character of Mace. And yes, Mace, you're thinking, oh, Samuel Jackson. So Mace was actually a character, I believe, that was written in the original script for the original film. So Mace was a, was supposed to be a part of, if I am if I read that correctly, Mace is supposed to be a part of the, like, he was always going to be at some point in a Star Wars film. Maybe even Mace Indua might even be an homage to this character. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. But honestly... <laughs> girl so anyway so we meet mace and mace automatically looks like a young luke skywalker he looks so much like mark hamill it's ridiculous and he's also wearing like the like the tie fighter uh like clothing he's wearing the orange like jumpsuit which don't know where he got that from i know his dad is like his dad might have been i don't know i don't know where this kid is wearing this uniform or why there's like a kid uniform of the tie fighter you know like orange jumpsuit i don't understand where this is coming i don't know where this is coming from i have no idea like how this kid got this uniform don't know maybe mom made it for him i have or dad i have no idea but this kid is wearing a tie fighter uniform and looks just like luke skywalker so i'm kind of like triggered (laughs) i'm a little bit triggered um by this movie because it automatically i'm just kind of like oh my gosh like this feels like young luke like why couldn't this have taken place before episode four like why couldn't this happen like why couldn't this kid just play young luke skywalker that's how much he looks like him granted the acting is bad and i think this is this kid's first film and i believe it's his sister's first film too so but that has nothing to do with anything to be honest with you like their acting is not good his acting is actually really bad but again like 
it's a Star Wars movie and also it's made for TV and this script is just bad and the story is bad. So it's all bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's all bad. And maybe that's why they steered away from making it like a, a, a prequel to Star Wars, but it's still in the realm of Star Wars and it's so bad anyway. But um, yeah, he looks just like Luke and he's basically the main character and Cindy. They're both the main character and Wicked, of course. So there's like three main characters in this film. And they're on a quest to find their parents. Their parents have been kidnapped um, by this creature. Um, and so they're forced to get the help of the Ewoks who like nurse Cindy back to health. I'm gonna look at some of my notes so I can talk about the problem. Oh, okay. So I'm glad I did look at my notes because one of the one of the major things that blew my mind and bugged me about this film, listen, I love Burl Ives. I don't know if you guys who know who Burl Ives is. I will give you a short history on who he is. Basically, he's an actor who's been around for forever. He's one of like, he's been in, in movies since the 1920s and 30s. Um, he was in So Dear to My Heart with Bobby Driscoll. I love that film. It's a Disney movie. Um, I think that's like when he was actually young, like, because Burl Eyes has always been old, right? But he was actually like semi-young in that film. Um, you know him from a lot of the, well, not all of them, but you know him from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He is the narrator and snowman in that film. Um, he's been in, like I said, a few Disney films. You'll, you'll When you hear his voice, um, every Christmas, you'll, you'll probably hear the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, his version of that. He might have a few other songs that are pretty popular too, but he's, he's one of those voices. You, you probably know his voice more than you know his face. Well, he's the narrator of this film. And instantly, I was like, why is there narrating in Star Wars? What is going on? What is what is happening? But he's telling the story of the Ewoks. And granted, you can argue that the reason why he's there is because Ewoks don't speak English, right? They have their own language. <laughs> well, kids, in this movie, they do. In this movie, they speak English or actually Sindel teach am i saying her name right is it sindel or sindel i don't know i i I think it's sindel from 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 mortal Kombat. even though her name starts with s it's spelled the same way except hers has an s i think in it and this girl has a c so we're gonna call her cindy okay we're gonna call this little girl cindy That's, that's her name so cindy teaches him uh wicked english because they're basically like the same age sort of like we don't know how old Wicked is, but it's it's kind of implied that they're basically around the same age. Um, anyway, so she teaches him English, and I'm kind of confused because if this takes place before Star Wars Episode Six, how come Wicked and all the other like characters couldn't speak to Leia in English? Like, what? Like, why? But whatever. I don't know. No one thought about that. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> So Cindy basically teaches in English. So we have a narrator who narrates the story and it's Burl Ives and it's very confusing. But also I want to say this because I grew up watching Troll 2 and I'm going to talk about Troll 2 in a future video. I love Troll 2. It's the worst movie ever, but it's so good. Troll 2 is this movie. Um, I'm going to get into that later. It's about plant life and whatever, whatever. Okay, so, and there's actually no trolls in the film. They're goblins, which is even funnier, but it's a, it's, a, it's, it's this movie level of bad. And it's, it's, it bothers me that when I was watching this film, my, my father, who like, he was with me, he came out of his room and was like, are you watching Troll 2? And I'm like, that's the problem is that you can't recognize that this is a Star Wars film because the budget is so bad and because there's a narrator and there it's so it's it's troll too bad you guys which is that great sure I guess but in the in the worst way right um anyway but the the grandfather grandpa Seth in troll too sounds a lot like Burl Ives no but he does he's like a he's like a Burl Ives like 
archetype. Like that's exactly he fits that mold. He's not a, a well-known actor at all. Um, I think like I think Troll 2 was his only film or like one of his only films, but he has that vibe. So initially when I heard Burl Ives' voice over this movie, and I like it just felt and it's bad and all that. It just felt like Troll 2. So I was I was instantly like mind screwed. I was like, what am I what is going on? Anyway. So yeah, there's a narrator and it's bras and it's a lot. <laughs> um, so, and, and again, like right off the bat in this movie with the mom, I think the mom is like one of the first people we see. Her acting is not the best, obviously. We're instantly reminded this is the TV film. And it's also like the filming on the ranch. There's a lot of like earth, like, you know how most Star Wars films, you can like, it doesn't look like earth, right? It doesn't give you the vibe that it's earth, that they're shooting this in a canyon somewhere in Australia or, you know, or I don't even know Australia has canyons. I'm assuming, let's say it does for kicks. But you get the vibe in those films that they're not on earth, right? They, they do a great job of creating the illusion this is not Earth. Even though it is, they obviously film the movie on Earth. You don't get the vibe that it's it's on Earth that you're they're, they're filming. You catch my drift. This movie is not the same. This definitely feels like it's on Earth. A lot of the creatures and the characters in this film are like ferrets and horses and donkeys and chickens. And I'm not saying that those things can't exist in Star Wars, but Star Wars, most of the animal life is <laughs> refresh my old gray, but most of the animal life in these movies are like they're freaking puppets or Jim Henson puppets or they're like CGI or whatever the case may be. And I know it's the 80s, they can't necessarily do the CGI stuff, but you already have the Ewoks on this planet, right? And there's there's a few like CGI or a few, not CGI, but like a few, oh, really bad CGI actually, but like a few non-Earth-like animals and creatures that come across in this movie. Um, but they're kind of few and far between, but I'm like, you could have just done that with everything. Why do we need ferrets and donkeys and horses? Like, it just took me out of it, sort of, because I'm like, this just feels like a fan-made movie. That's what it felt like, like just a, a huge fan-made production. It was just really, really weird. Um, and, <laughs> God, it was it was a lot. So I'm, I'm going to go back to my notes. Like I said, were, I, I thought a lot. And everything, yeah, I, again, I, uh, the Ewok scared me. This is my notes. Um, uh, this movie feels like Trolls 2, which I said. Um, why did we need this movie? That's another question I asked myself. Why is this movie necessary? And to, to, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can say is marketing. But I feel like the marketing failed. And I'm going to talk about that more when I get to the sequel as well. Because it's like, yes, okay, Ewoks, I guess, are cute to someone. I know for a fact I've seen Ewok like plushies and stuff that I think are kind of cute. Yes, but in this movie, not really. Their teeth aren't the whitest. Their eyes are kind of very, they're very much. They're very intense eyes. And they're kind of scary. It's not like, I don't know if you guys grew up with Furbies or thought Furbies were cute. I think my Furby's adorable. I don't mess with that thing anymore because one time I messed with it with no batteries in it and the thing still said yum. And I was really upset and I was very scared about that. And so my, my Furby has been in storage since I've been like 10. So it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no, no, Furbies are evil. Anyway, so yeah, that, yeah but, but like these things are not, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't get the appeal of the Ewoks that much. I don't. Like, if it had just been in uh, Return of the Jedi, that'd be fine. I would probably say they're cute. But now that you've shown me two full-length films with Ewoks in them, 
and I like I just I can't see that they're cute anymore. They're just kind of a problem. And I know like growing up, that was like when I talked to older people about Star Wars, that was one of the things they hated about episode six were the Ewoks. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, you know how people like don't like Jar Jar? I love Jar Jar, but you know how people don't like Jar Jar in the prequels? Yeah, that was like the equivalent to the Ewoks in episode six. So and I, I kind of finally now understand after watching these two movies again as an adult. Um, but yeah, but definitely the movie was made to market towards children, which is why the two main characters in this film, which is why I loved it as a kid, were kids. Again, when episode one came out, I, I say again because I've talked about this before. When I when I saw episode one for the first time, what connected me to the film was Anakin because Anakin was my age. We were both about nine years old when the movie dropped, so I connected with that. Not only that, but Jake Lloyd was in Jingle All the Way, and I loved Jingle All the Way as a kid, so I knew his face and I could trust his face. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I connected with Anakin, right? And that's what got me into Star Wars was Queen Amidala's amazing outfits, uh, Jar Jar Binks being like a comedy really for us kids, um, Darth Maul being his beautiful self with that face. And then you have Anakin, who is my age. So all these things kind of connected and made me connect to the film. And with the Ewok adventure, I think it was definitely seeing the little boy and his little sister, who I thought was a boy at the time, um, kind of like, you know, be the main characters in this film. That's what connected me. I didn't really connect too much to the first three Star Wars films because I wasn't Luke's age. And I didn't really, I I just, there's something about that I just didn't relate to as much. So I, I, had watched the Star Wars films my entire like being, my you know, my entire life, but I never really paid attention to them until episode one came out and that's when I got into Star Wars like really heavily. And that's when I started to like the the, the prequels. Or not the prequels, but you know what I mean, like the original trilogy. That's when I started to get into them after episode one because episode one kind of got me hooked on it. That's that that's how it works for me. Um so I, can, I definitely get why we needed this movie to an extent because it was meant to market towards kids and push Ewoks and make tons of money off that. Obviously, they put, they put out two films. There was a plan for a third film. And then they also gave it an animated TV series. So they wanted to milk these characters for all they were worth. And I don't know if they got... I don't think they got anything back from that, to be honest. Um, let's see... Yeah, the, the first one was bad enough to where I'm like, did we really need a sequel? Because you're you're going on an adventure with these two kids and these Ewoks. And the Ewoks are kind of annoying. And the brother is kind of annoying too in a lot of ways. I did like Mace. I do like his character. But yeah, it was it was it was kind of an annoying film. I, I just felt like there should have been more of a subplot, um, which I definitely felt in this in the second film too. But like with Star Wars, there's a lot of going there's moving parts right in every film even the first film there's a ton of moving parts we're getting to see luke's life and him getting to kind of like try to figure out how to get off of tattooing we are meeting obi-wan's character you know what i mean there's the things going on with leia there's what's going on with han solo there's what's going on with vader there's a lot of moving and jumping parts in that in those films right and it just gets more and more as the films progress but in this movie it's it's one central thing it's we're these kids worse we're lost we need to hook up with these ewoks to find our parents and that's all it is that's all it is and the sequel is basically i'm not going to give that away i'll talk about it in a minute but that's basically what it is so there's not enough going on i felt like there should have been more you know maybe you would have split up cindy and and mace maybe you split them up and they had to find each other and then find their parents that way we're going on these two different journeys because it's just one long journey to find their parents they end up meeting like different kinds of ewoks to find their parents and it just it yeah it's ridiculous um 
there was a scene in the film where I guess um, Mace is like, he sees a little squirrel, like a Jim Henson little puppet squirrel in, in a tree. And he goes to reach in for it whatever, for whatever reason and pulls out this huge tree snake, which I believe was supposed to bite off his arm or some junk, which I was like, that's dark. But it didn't happen. But anyway, he's like doing this pool tug of war with this. It was, and that was like considered an action scene in this movie. So like, uh, the action in this film was not the greatest. Like there was that scene, which wasn't very action-y. There's a scene later with the, the little sister um, the horse, I think it's spooked and she like, you know, is in the caravan. So it runs off and an Ewok has to, riding a horse has to stop the, the horse. It's just, it's very like minimal. Then there's another scene where the brother's like messing with this like magical water that it pulls him underneath and he almost drowns, but he doesn't. Um, I think Wicked saves him. There's a lot of this, like, we don't really know what we're doing. So we're just going to kind of try to create some tension or some action in this like with the original trilogy of films like we know Darth Vader's a bad guy we see it happen throughout the film he's choking people this left and right you know there's going to be some type of like clash between them and again you do know at some point they're going to have to see their parents there's going to be a bad guy who's got their parents captive or whatever but there's not enough focus on the bad guy in this movie and I'll get to why because it's not a big deal like he's not a great character but it's just I, there's not enough that's th this film suffers from just being an afterthought like it was a way for them to make money off of the Ewoks but it was just was a really bad it kind of reminds me of when I used to watch like Beastmaster like that show Beastmaster I'm still not even sure what the plot of Beast like I just I watched it because the guy was cute that's the only reason why I watched the Beastmaster and I didn't watch it all the time but that was the only reason was because the guy was cute that was it <laughs> that was it um, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Hercules and Xena, but even Hercules and Xena, I, I feel like had more plot from episode to episode than this thing did. But anyway, um, let me see. Yeah, the, the special effects are really, really bad. Uh, oh, the family wears these life monitors, right? It kind of lets them know that they're alive or whatever. That comes into play in the sequel. We're going to get into that later. Um, yeah, it lets them know who's alive or whatever, which I thought was kind of an interesting, you know, little... Had it been used better, I thought that was an interesting little plot device there. Um, yeah, it is, as I said before, it's semi-important to the sequel. Um, so yeah, they go to this shaman eventually, uh, who is another Ewok, and I don't know how, but this, like, shaman Ewok has, like, this crystal ball sort of thing they look into, and that's when we first get our first, I believe, the first time we get a glimpse into the monster that has both of their parents captive, and it's basically, like, this big, like, troll kind of character, um, who is, like, this larger-than-life troll, and again, like, it, it, this movie doesn't feel very Star Wars at all, I, I get it, it is on the planet of Endor, it's its own, like, solo thing, kind <laughs> solo, it's not meant, sorry, it's not meant to feel exactly like Star Wars, but, I mean, if you're going to use the Star Wars name, and you're going to use characters who directly tie into Star Wars that are actually in it, like Wicked, you should have something, like, yeah, the kid has a few like little blaster tricks but like dude his blaster things suck sometimes they're not even on like on the right speed if that makes sense like they don't you know what I mean like it was it was just whatever the special effects kind of kind of suck the sequel I think it just gets worse um but yeah there there, there, there should have been so much more in this movie um to feel more like Star Wars it, it wasn't just enough to use some of the score and use 
some Ewoks and use like some of the like the moon shots or whatever to make it look similar to Star Wars. Some of the like the painted landscapes and stuff. Yeah, there should have been so much more to this film to make it feel Star Warsy. And it just it like I'm sorry, but him looking like Luke and and dressing like Luke was not enough for me to be like this is great. No, you, we need more. Um, which I think they just thought like okay, it, this is for kids. It's meant to be mindless. But that's the problem. It's like just because something is for kids, it shouldn't just be mindless fun. There should be a real plot and a real point to these movies rather than just hey we're trying to milk these these Ewoks we're trying to make money off this like okay we'll do better dude like because honestly George Lucas if you wrote this I can kind of see why people didn't want you to have any more involvement I'm sorry I said it but it's true like a girl anyway um someone probably hates me right now for saying that I'm sorry um so anyway they meet up with the shaman and then they're like okay so we have to get this caravan of, of other Ewoks to join us otherwise our mission is crap so they meet like this warrior Ewok and he like there's this like this dumb scene between the the mace boy and this Ewok, uh, Luke Skywalker Jr. and this Ewok who is like a warrior. Um, he cuts down this tree. He almost kills like Cindy and like uh, rightfully her brother's like upset about it. And the like the the, the father Ewok, I think it is of the, the two boys, wicked and the other one. Um, <laughs> He kind of like, you know, greets this Ewok. And so like Mace is like, nah, this this dude tried to kill my sister. So Mace randomly throws this ax that he has like at this, this tree, right? And he's like, you know, you're not going to be one of us. You're not part of it. We're not going to, we're not going to let you help us. And so the warrior Ewok throws up his like huge ax and like make, hits the same mark as Mace. And Mace is just like, oh, never mind. Like, you're so great. We got to have you. It's it's moments like that that are just like, why was that even like, why did that matter? Why was that a thing? Um, and so I think there's also like a crystal that's involved, like this like special crystal that uh, can change into magical. There's a lot of magic actually in these two films. I'm going to say that now there's magical things in it. So he gets uh, the, the Mace gets a, a crystal. And the crystal ends up turning into, a, he, I'm sorry, he gets a crystal and he's trying to convince another Ewok to join their 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 ranks. Because uh, again, they have to have a certain amount of Ewoks or a certain type of Ewok to, to, to help them. So he's got this crystal and the crystal turns into a lizard. And I guess the Ewok is like not feeling it. He's like, nah, I'm not going to trust you. I don't think you're, you know, you're, you're not on the level. So then, you know, he drops the lizard and the little girl picks up the lizard and turns into a mouse. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'll help. Like, it, it, it's, it, again, it's totally random. Don't understand the, the need for the crystal. Maybe I missed that. Probably. Um, and so now their party is complete. They have the two other things that, the two other Ewoks that they needed. They're about to go and, and, and deal with it. Um, I said that part already. Yeah, honestly, I would say the most things that felt like Star Wars in this movie to me were the transitions between scenes. I was like, oh, that's right. This is a Star Wars movie. Yeah, the, the trans, like, you know how, like, Star Wars does, like, those, like, like, those, like, um, <laughs> those, like, Microsoft, whatever, like, the, the movie maker transitions that they do in, in their films. That's, that's pretty much the most that felt like Star Wars in this, this thing to me, honestly. Um, what? Me see. Oh, so while the kids are sleeping one night, they get a little light show from these like firefly looking characters, right? And so Mace catches one and we find out that it's like, a, it's a sprite, it's a sprite, basically a sprite. But it looks like this like 
electrified Groot from from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not sure why these things exist. I have no like honestly, Endor is a pretty magical planet, and it's kind of weird to me that like that isn't even talked about in Episode Six. And I don't. I think Endor is in like a few of the TV shows or whatever. I don't even know if there's any conversation about any of these magical creatures in any of the Star Wars TV shows. I don't have time to watch all those TV shows. I probably should just ask my friend Mariah because she's watched them all. She loves Star Wars, but as much magic as it as there is on Endor I'm really surprised that there isn't like a whole Endor just TV series that has all these things because the sequel has more magic this I've already talked about in this one magic crystals changing into things magic lakes uh magic sprites now there's just too much magic on this planet for it not to have more things um so yeah there's that and it, it kind of made me think like how is this like how is the Star Wars how is this Star Wars? I don't understand. So anyway, we're getting towards the end of the film and we're getting into this cave segment. So the older brother, Mace, tells little Drew Barrymore to stay behind. Like, no, you know, we're we're the grown-ups. We got this. We're going to go, you know, save our parents. So they go into this, like, huge lair filled with cobwebs. And I'm just like, oh, God, of course. Of course. Because, of course, what movie, you know, what adventure film doesn't have a giant freaking spider in it somewhere? So, of course... It was a giant spider. And the special effects in this movie, again, are really, really bad. <laughs> like, really bad. So they're really bad. So they have to fight off this spider who just could not look any more cheesy and freaking ridiculous. Which, honestly, for me, was a win because I hate movies with big spiders in them. I can't stand it. I hollow hollow. Even though I'm writing a book right now with a, with a talking giant spider who eats things. So I'm weird. Anyway, um... Yeah, but uh, yeah, and no, by the way, for those of you who are like, oh my God, are you writing like a Harry Potter book? Yeah, no, it's not Harry Potter, whatever. I mean, I love Harry Potter, but it's not that. So anyway, um, yeah, there's a big spider. And of course, you know, little Cindy and her little Ewok friends didn't listen. And so they end up being in the cave too with, with the bigger people. And so they end up fighting off a spider and yay, spider's dead. And it attacks Cindy and her little friends and it dies. Yay, cool. So now we finally get to the meat and potatoes. Now we finally see the big troll who has their parents in like this little bird cage or whatever. And uh, the kids climb up to the parents, get the parents out. And you think, okay, great, everything's great. Except nope, troll comes back, of course. It's one of those scenes where like the troll is distracted by, I think the little sprite distracts the troll. And then like one of the little uh, Ewoks distracts it too. And oh, the warrior Ewok distracts it. And so eventually the warrior Ewok gets killed. So he ends up dying, gives his axe to the the boy Mace, who is, like I said, Mace is like the hero of this film. This is this is kind of important. Mace is the hero of this film. His sister is like the cute little adorable, we love her character. Um, and then Wicked is the in-between. He kind of is both. He's a hero and he's like the little cute adorable thing, I guess, that we love or whatever. Um, anyway, so they get the parents out. They say the day. Woohoo, movie's over. <laughs> Nothing special there. Um, you know, the troll does trolls things. And and that's that's really it. That, that's it. That's all I cared about. Um, and so now we have the sequel, right? So there's the sequel. Now the sequel I think was filmed, it had to have been filmed like right after the first one because we come back and it is like the battle for Endor or something. So we come back and the parents, the family is still on Endor. They are still there. Nothing has really changed about their situation. 
And the first thing we see is that the dad is a different actor. The dad is now the actor from The Breakfast Club. He is the principal. Um, Cindy's a little bit older. She's talking about moving. You know, they're they're trying to go home uh, to whatever wherever planet they came from. And she's like, I'm going to school. Me and my brother need to go back to school. And Wicked is like, you know, oh, Wicked needs to go to school. And she's like, oh, you can come with us and we'll go to school. And he's like, nah, my family's here. I'm not going nowhere. And uh, that's the opening of that. And then all of a sudden there's a battle because, of course, so there's a battle these these enemies are coming these new enemies are coming to steal this crystal um and the crystal is in the ship right i guess that's where the crystal is and so they end up attacking the ewok encampment and basically killing a whole bunch of you know different people including um the mother of of uh mace and cindy and again cindy and mace and the whole family have these like little bracelets that show you who's living and who's dead right like who if someone's still alive which is interesting i guess so the mom's is blinking which means something is wrong so cindy ends up running back to the village she's trying to get to her mom her mom is with uh, uh mace we see mace again he's a little bit older still wearing the, the same costume i think all of them are still wearing the same clothes from the first film even though they're like a little bit older so like i said time is not really Time has passed, but it hasn't, I guess, in in movie world. And so uh, Mace is protecting the body of the mom and whatever, um, and fighting off these new enemies. So he ends up like going into a hut with the mom's body, or I, I guess she's still alive, like she's not quite dead. And uh, then one of the bad guys ends up blowing up the hut, allegedly blowing up the hut, and we find out that now Mace and the mother are dead, which this is where the problem lies for me because, okay, again, I haven't seen these films since I was a kid and I did, like, I only found out Mace died after I read something. I, before I even watched the sequel, I was reading some, some facts because I noticed, like, the poster for the sequel is totally, first of all, I'm going to look at the poster now because I didn't even look this part up. This part is what bugged me. But the poster for the, the second film was totally different. And I noticed that Cindy was on the cover of the poster, or, you know, the poster of it, but Mace was not. And I was like, what gives? Like, he was the, the main character in the first film. Why would he not be? And then I was like, okay, well, maybe this is Mace. He just got replaced by a different actor. Nope, not even that. So I was really confused because, like I said, the, the second movie's cover has this dude in the center of it and I you guys I'm 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 looking at the cover now and I'm still still so confused like I and and I even looked at like some movie facts about this movie and nothing there was there was nothing on it there was nothing I, I guess people just did not care enough but there was literally nothing on this movie facts and I also noticed that the witch that's in this film is not on the movie cover cover either or the old man so it's very confusing anyways so Mace is killed off at the beginning and I'm instantly upset because I'm just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like he was the hero in the last film. He's her brother and he's a kid too. Why did like, and these movies are geared towards kids. What the heck? Why do they just kill off the hero of the last movie like that? And I'm just kind of like, you know what? Anakin's over here getting a bad rep for killing a whole bunch of little kids that we only see for two seconds at the damn Jedi Temple in episode three. But no one's going to talk about the fact that George Lucas like blew up the star of the last movie with his mom. Like no one's going to talk about that. Like I have a theory that Mace is not dead. I just, I can't accept it. My mind will not let me accept it. I, I can't. I'm sorry, you guys can't. Maybe, may, no, I'm kidding. I was going to say, maybe he's like the, 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 the uh, what is it? The Emperor's like... I don't know. I don't know what I was like. What is that character's name from uh, episodes like seven and eight? The, the the bad guy in that, like not Kylo, but his like master. Oh, what is his name? 
I don't even care. Like nobody cares about him anymore. But that guy, the one that got split in, in two in in, in uh, uh, the last Jedi, that maybe. I mean, he blew up, right? Who knows? I don't know. Like I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm just, I'm trying to think. Snoke. There we go. Maybe he's Snoke. That that could be it. I have no idea. But I was just like, you really did that. You really just killed off this child. Like, I mean, I understand that the kid who played him was not the greatest actor. He wasn't. I think the only reason why they probably picked him is because he looks... And that's no shade to the actor at all. But, like, he wasn't the greatest actor. He's, but none of them are. Hello, it's a made-for-TV film. I'm sorry. But, the, you know, they're not winning Oscars. But they killed him. And I was really upset. I'm just like, there's so much you could have done. So now, what are we going to have in the sequel? Are we just going to be with Wicked and Cindy? Who wants that? And guess what? That's what we get. So anyway, so her brother and her mother die. I can't accept that whatever so she ends up going to the ship to see her dad like hey mom's dead uh, uh our my brother's dead and uh the dad is like working on trying to get the, the the heck out of there and that's when we meet the big bad of the film and the witch that he's with there's a witch and like a sith witch which i thought was kind of a cool you know aspect of it because like we don't see that anywhere in any of the other films like that's a cool kind of plot twist there. And she's a shape-shifting witch, right? Again, magic on this planet. So I'm thinking if she's a shape-shifting witch, why is she working for this dude when she's basically the big bad herself, I would think. But no, she's not. And so we have this really cool character who can change her shape or whatever and, and manipulate things. And anyway, um, they steal the part from the dad, end up killing the dad, so now, again, the girl is by herself. But even though we don't see the dad, everybody dies off screen with the comes to the family, so there's a chance that they're not dead. I mean, even if you kill the parents, I really don't care. The, but the point is, the reason why you shouldn't have killed Mace is because this movie seriously needs a sub or side plot, and that's why killing him was lazy. Like I said, if the actor was a bad actor, which I think might have been the reason, then why didn't you just recast him, right? Like, what kid would not have wanted to play in this movie? It's a Star Wars adjacent film. What kid would not have wanted to play in this movie? I just don't understand. So anyway, um, she and now uh, Wicked and his whole family have been captured. And, you know, they're going to this evil castle and she and Wicked escape. Somehow they escape. And, you know, I think like, I don't remember how they escaped. They escape. I was so done, I didn't care. They kind of hide out in this cave until morning. Then they go into town, uh, or not into town, but, you know, into the forest, where they meet um, this other new character who, I'm sorry, his name escaped me because he was... This character's an interesting character. He's a cute little character. I'm going to see if I know his name, if I can find out what his name is. I'm really sorry, you guys. I did... I took notes and everything, but I just did not care enough. Um, I didn't. I, I really didn't. Let me see. Uh, what is this character's name? What is your name? I think it's Turek or Teak. It's one of the two. It's one of those. I don't care. It's one of those two characters. Anyway, so he um, he's this little character who, uh, I describing him, I'll say this. He's cuter than the Ewoks. Not by much, but he's cuter than the Ewoks. And he makes the funniest faces, dude. I Like, honestly, I don't, I don't ever promote I know I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say but I'm gonna say if you are under the influence of anything watching this film he's gonna be the thing you laugh at he really will be the thing that you will just like I wasn't under the influence but I'm like 
I can watch this movie and I can see how that would be. He would be hysterical for me to watch. So funny, just the way he looks. And he has this ability where he can run super duper fast. Again, that kind of magical sort of element of the movie. He reminds, there's this show that used to come on TV. I don't know what it was. It was like a family show. And they had this weird like thing that lived with them. I don't remember what it was, what he was called, but he spoke. And he was almost like Chewbacca, but not quite a Chewbacca character. That's what this thing looks just like. Like between that and across between that and like a chimp is what this character is. And so he ends up leading them to this house and it's kind of a Goldilocks and Three Bears situation. They come in, they try to eat stuff, they try to make porridge or whatever. And then finally we get this old man named Noah who comes in. So now we have Luke and Noah in the series. We have all these biblical names. It's great. So we get... Noah. And Noah's this old man who lives alone. He's kind of a hermit, kind of like Obi-Wan. And he's like, you know, get out of my place. I don't know. I don't know you. Blah, blah. And they pull this whole like, oh, you know, we're lost. My family just died kind of thing. He's not feeling it. So, you know, he ends up kicking them out of the place. Of course, I- I'm in a skim as much as I can because I don't care about the movie that much. He ends up like warming up to them, obviously, and lets him stay. Cindy has a bad dream about, you know, the witch or someone coming to get her or the, the-, the evil guy coming to get her. Um, and then, you know, the guy reassures her, like, hey, it's just a dream, don't worry, whatever, you know. He keeps threatening to kick them out, but he lets him stay longer and longer because, again, he's alone, he has nobody. So then we cut back to the castle where the evil guy lives, and he's trying to get this crystal to work because he wants all this power. And the witch is telling him, like, oh, I know how to make it work, but she can't make it work, she doesn't have the right spell. And so he's like, basically, if you don't make this thing work, I'm going to kill you. She decides to tell him, oh, this little girl must know how it works, she's human, blah, blah, blah. Um, because they were trying to get the dad to make it work, but he couldn't make it work either because he's not magical. So they end up deciding, okay, you're going to have to go and capture Cindy. You're going to somehow trick her to come back here with us. And uh, that's, that becomes the, the main plot of the film is getting this little girl to make this crystal work for him so he can have the power he needs to conquer the world or whatever he's trying to do. Um, I just didn't care enough about this film to find out what he, what his motives actually are. But again, this would have worked because you didn't kill the Ewok family. You let the Ewoks live, but you killed off all the humans. Why couldn't the brother have been captured? Find a way to escape with a few Ewoks. Go find his sister. Again, there'd be sort of a subplot. There'd be more than just his back and forth between this evil guy who can't get this crystal to work and this little girl and her newfound weird friends. You know what I mean? Like there could have been more to that. So anyway, we cut back to Noah and he's going to work. He has this job apparently. And so of course, Cindy and the the Ewok, they're nosy. They go and follow him, even though like the, the little character that lives with him is like, don't do that, bad idea. So they go to the ship. I'm sorry, they go follow him and he he ends up being inside of the ship, which is another star cruiser or whatever. I guess there's like two different stranded star cruisers on this planet. And so he ends up telling them his backstory that he and a friend were cruising the galaxy and they crash landed, I guess, on this planet, just like her family did. But now he thinks his friend is dead because he's been alone for so long that his friend must be dead. Nothing goes into that plot. There's no question of because it kind of opened up the world of well maybe his friend is out there somewhere maybe he's a bad guy we know what like you know what i mean like how star wars would normally do especially like the newer movies you you mentioned something and there's there's a reason why it was mentioned in the newer films i I don't like newer films they're not my my cup of tea but you know what i'm saying there's like a reason for it um okay so it's telling me i got i have 15 minutes more before i okay so anyway so Eventually, like I said, Cindy, they warm up to each other. It's clear that she's going to stay with this guy. That's clear. Because she has nobody else. Where's she going to go? So anyway, um, Cindy ends up getting captured one morning. Oh, okay. So 
I'm sorry, Cindy goes back to the hut, wherever they live, this little place that they live, and then she's drawn out to the woods by something calling her. And she goes out there and there's this woman with long, like blonde hair and this like this dress and there's a white horse. And she's just like, this woman she's never seen. She's seen the song that her mom used to sing to her. That's what it is. And so she comes to her and the woman does her change. And wow, it's the witch because we didn't do that kind of So she snatches up Cindy and now it's off to the castle, right? And so now Noah and his little friend and uh, uh, Wiccan have to go save her. So anyway, um, they get to the castle the guy's like, you know, the king's like, you better make this thing work. And she's like, I don't have any powers, dude. What am I supposed to do? Like, I'm a fucking kid. Like, what, what do you want me to do? So turns out, like, you know, he gets all upset because she can't work it. And that's when Noah and his friends get there. They save all the other Ewoks. They, you know, save Cindy. They get the heck out of there. The guy's like, I want to battle because movie needs it. And so they end up, like, fighting. And long story short, they win. The good guys win. Yay. You know, indoor stays, whatever. They win. Um... <sighs> This, this movie, these movies do so I like I'm a writer I love to write and I'm like I want to write something better than this I want to write better than this I want justice for Mace because I even looked up Mace I was I was so curious to see if there were any toys for him if they, like, I think there was like one toy made but they like to act like this movie these two movies didn't exist in some way shape or form which I get it I do but now that I know that they do exist and I remember them correctly and now that like he looks so much like Luke and I, I really did like the character of Mace was he acted well no was he written well no but there's potential there, right? There's potential with this character and his sister too. There's potential with these two characters. Like there's even like some fans even speculate that she grew up to be Captain Phasma, which I think is a dumb plot or a dumb idea. I say that the reason why I think it's dumb is because she's so stark, like she's drastically different from Phasma. She just is. And what would be her reasoning? She has love and care from the Ewoks and from this old man, Noah, by the end of the film. Yeah, her parents and her brother died and that's very tragic. And I guess if she was left alone on Endor, I can see that. Now, if Noah died soon after, that would suck and that'd be very sad for her. But again, I still can't see that happening or her doing the switch because she has the love of the Ewoks. Now, I understand this film I guess takes place before episode six so her character is completely non-existent if it's canon which I don't think it's canon but if it was canon she could have gotten captured by the dark side she could have gotten captured by some stormtroopers or whatever the case may be and then she changed I can see that possibly happening that would kind of add it'd be sad but it would add but um yeah I just I like I don't know there's a lot that people try to tie this movie into and try to you know create different things for it I just don't know but my my biggest issue with this film was that they blew up mace because i was just like how did you kill a kid in a kid's movie and he was literally the main character in the last one like what happened and i, I really wanted to know why and of course it was like it, it's so weird when there's never any clear direction and you just don't know what people were thinking because i think they were just baking off the cuteness they're like well it's cute like people watch the first movie for cindy and for for um for Wicked. So we're just going to kind of kill everybody else off. But it was like, there was so much more you could have done than kill these people off. Like the parents, again, they're not in enough of the first movie to care about them in the second film. But when you have the main character get killed off and you don't really do anything with that storyline, he's not even brought up anymore. Like later on in the film, she talks to Noah about her family and they talk about the father and her missing the father and the mother. But I'm thinking like, 
you spent the least amount of screen time with them in the last film and you didn't spend really any with the mother in this one but you're talking about your parents when you went on this whole adventure with your brother that allegedly just took place before this film and there's really no connection like it you know what I mean like I don't know it just it again it wasn't the greatest it was it was a whole bunch of crap but um before I end this there's a poster of this film and again I really wanted to get I want to know why. So in this poster, this might have just been like the idea. I think they created the poster before everything. Um, it, it, by the way, the, the second film is called Ewoks Battle for Endor. Um, but I think they got the poster before um, anything was like officially set in stone. It's an MGM film. Interesting. Um, the reason why I say that is because there's a character who's like, looks like he's going to be the center character. And it's not the brother. It looks nothing like the brother. So it's not the brother. Um, and it doesn't look like the father either, who is like the main character of this film. And it's weird because he, this character that they're showing on the cover is not in this movie, like at all. There's, there's no mention of him. Nothing. I'm even looking at some of the names and I don't even think his name is on here. So it's it's this really weird, random character. And I would love to know more about who this character is supposed to be. Again, I don't think it's the father. um, Because the character has really dark hair. And the father has silver hair. Or, you know, gray hair. Because he's older. Um, So it's not that. But that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is, like, what is the story behind this poster? Why is this poster a thing? Because, like, there's a remastered uh, poster. Which has the actual cast on it which makes sense. But then there's this, the, the main poster for this film, which is even the poster that's on Disney Plus, which is why it's really odd to me. But the main poster that that's even on Disney Plus shows um, a totally different actor out in front. And that's what's, that's what's so random to me. It's like, why is this character, like, why is this character on this movie poster? I even I even looked at the trivia for the film and I found absolutely nothing. So, I just, I don't get it. Maybe there was meant to be like a new character that was going to come in and be the, uh, be the, uh, the new hero. And that's why they killed off her brother, which I guess would make some sort of sense. It's so messed up. It makes some sort of sense, but there's no, there's, this character doesn't exist. Maybe he was going to be in the, the third piece of it because everything in Star Wars has to have like sort of a trilogy. So that makes kind of sense. But again, there was no trilogy and there's not too much uh, talk about the third film that would have been made. So who is this mysterious guy? There's a, there's a lot about these these two films that is just really questionable to me. Um, the biggest reason is why they were even made because honestly, this is just like after the first one, why did you need to make a second one? Why did you need to kick quote-unquote conclude the the adventure when it was never an adventure in the first place and also no like I don't I just don't know I really really don't know I think a one-off film would have been fine I don't think you need to like and the one-off film wasn't good but I feel like the one-off film should have just it should have ended after that first movie because the second one the only interesting element of the second one is the fact that there's a sorcerer witch I guess she's like a Sith witch that's it and that's really it and her powers kind of suck but it does open the door if they're going to use that in the main continuity which I believe they do go back and talk about that in one of the Star Wars animated TV series so that is kind of cool that they they revisit that idea um it definitely pulls in these movies to sort of the canon but again like 
not having any mention of these kids after this film or any any of the adventure of it, it it's kind of whack. But whatever, that's just my point of view. Anyway, you can watch both these films, uh, The Caravan of Courage and The Battle for Endor on Disney Plus, along with the animated TV series. Um, I suggest you watch. I recommend you watching them if you want a good laugh and a head scratcher or you just love Star Wars and you haven't seen these films or it's been a long time since you've seen these films I would say watch them and maybe tell nobody that you did I have no idea but I'm actually going to use that poster as like the the poster for this episode because I just think it's ridiculous so I'll see you guys next time have a great night peace